Warning: The following episode may contain spicy hot takes. Please enjoy responsibly. We would be honored if you would join us. Good job. Up. Hello, hello, there, and welcome to Foolish Quadrant Radio. This is Yen. Um, that's Yen over there, and I am Aid. Hi there. Hi. How are you? I am pretty good. Pretty uh, good. Pretty good. Enjoying a nice week where I actually got to, you know, like not be like fully mowed down and have some nice days working from home including tomorrow otherwise nice. these uh post podcast nights can be a little rough with like the time difference and therefore we're recording very late and, and all that yeah so, all that jazz that whole jazz exactly wow. oh so how about you how are you Pretty good, pretty good. Weather is shit, but yeah. Oh yeah, I saw. Was it you, Gisli, who shared that weird video that just looked like? That was Gisli. That was Gisli. That it was like fog and rain or something. Yeah, and then it then it snowed later on. <laughs> it's yeah, I've, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like the saying goes, if you like the weather in Iceland, just wait a few minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've had a weird week where it, it just got like warm again. So sort of like five degrees C. Yeah. Uh, and then it sort of slowly dropped and the wind pick up. So now it's like whenever you go outside, it feels like several degrees under. Um, I mean, I guess that's probably still better than. I guess you can get. Do you 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 get a lot of wind as well in the winter? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Up there in the Arctic. Uh, I just came home from like a two-hour me standing beside a football court, watching my kid play a division game, (laughs) and it is windy and there was sleet. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I, I, that, yeah they played indoors, I hope, then? No. No? No. Okay. These kids are tough bastards. They okay. Just put on a cap and maybe some gloves and just go on it. Yeah. Go get it. I mean, I guess that works. <clears throat> yep. That, uh, but that's why I chose indoor sports when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, so um, 
We we want to drop some news. We do, we do. Uh, our co-host here, Stebby, uh, just became a dad again. Yay! Yay! Just uh, spawned a baby girl a week from a uh, week a uh, week ago. Well, yeah. we didn't spawn it, you know. The woman. Uh, I mean, that. I, technically, he did. He did only a small part of the work, yeah. which is so steppy. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't uh, even in the same country while uh, little chick chicklet was being born. Oh, he he just arrived after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Teach me, great master. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder what he's gonna call this one. Oh, he already announced. Oh, oh, he did. Yeah, but well, I guess I'm not gonna, you know, say it on air. No, okay. I guess that's 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 fair. Yeah. That is fair. Um. Yeah, and uh, Gisli couldn't make it tonight. It's not because he's sort of fallen off. Um, he was actually, I think, he was playing. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was uh, day before yesterday. I even think he made like um, he made like an announcement. Well, announcement, an announcement. But didn't he write on like on our Discord or something with a little battle report? Was very happy. Uh, he did in our chat. I don't know. I've I've kind of been unplugged the last two days. Just busy. So I'm not sure. Okay, here we go. Okay, so he decided to write it in the list building channel, which I guess is relevant. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. So, so those are the news. Geesley playing resistance. You heard it here first. Ah, well, he's been playing Resistance uh, for a while now. Yeah. Beasley playing a fireball. That is more in the news section. That's more in the shocking news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so. But you've been playing some. I've been playing some. And and I'm sort of I'm you know, I'm prepping for worlds. And uh, last weekend, uh, we had a small small tournament in Denmark. Apparently, we have we have a tournament series, Ooh. which is like so every quarter there is going to be the, what for the Danish player base is a major tournament. Um, it's, it's not that major. Uh, <laughs> we have very small player base at the moment, but. Uh, so uh, on the top of Jutland, up in Aalborg, they were they were holding. They had marvelous facilities. I've never essentially had like their own room or their own sort of house. <laughs> it was quite uh, it was quite great. Um, and uh, and then we're gonna hold these sort of once per quarter tournaments. So nice. probably two in Jutland, two in two in Copenhagen, I assume. Um, so uh, so that was uh, that was pretty good, um, and uh, I brought uh, the Republic list, which is sort of my current uh, my current 
probably going to bring bring to Worlds list. Um, mm. So you know, I'm not shocked. You're not shocked. You're not shocked. No, so no. that's like Jack and Wolf standard click standard. Uh, it's good. Geesley is not here. He hates the standard cards. And then a custom build contrail because I wanted some proton bombs and some other things on him. And uh, and then as an ace, uh, I chose an I three. So uh, going with a seven B Ahsoka. So that bid is probably a little bit. Uh, less than traditional. Wow, she's a strong piece. She is. Uh, to quote the, um, I think it was the Midwest Scrubs that uh, call her Mini Vader. Because like, I get two actions per turn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so it works pretty well. Uh, I learned a lot uh, from, from getting those. We played four rounds then the weekend. And uh, learned a lot from, from from actually getting the games and and it's everything from like just getting used to your triggers, but also I think I am I am there by now. I, I played it a, a bit online as well, um, but I struggled, at least especially in some of the earlier games with uh, positioning those two arcs flying at different initiatives. And for yeah. you know, for various reasons due to synergy, they want to be quite close to each other. Um, specifically, Wolf wants to be in the side side arc of Jack, so Jack can get target locks. And and the issue is sort of like, how do you set that up when they're not the same initiative? Because if you have Wolf on the right and Jack on the left, and you want to go right. You're probably in trouble, um, and uh, I ended the day. Well, technically, uh, well, on the record, I ended two-two, uh, and my loss. Um, I I screwed up the positioning, so like Wolf was flying in the way of Jack, and that was just. They arrived late at the fight, and by then the enemy had sort of decided that okay, we'll just kill Ahsoka, and. Um, that was that was not how that was meant to go. Um, so yeah. yeah, sure. So there's there's some set for that, um, but I mean I'll probably get in. I don't know, probably another six or eight games. So I will show up at Worlds having played this list a grand total of I don't know less than twenty times. <laughs> That is not optimal. That is not optimal. However, I think what I've been wondering is, is it better to show up with a subpar list you've played 20 times than a slightly better list that you have only played like two or three times? No, it's it's better to get the reps in. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. You get... Not only the maneuvers, but but your strategy imprinted into muscle memory, and you don't have to make all the decisions on the fly, you know, because they're already kind of there. Uh, so if you have the experience with the list that you're flying, that's much better than taking a a list that is a tier above and not knowing it. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I also think I am a. You know how how you know how how good players they are. They think multiple moves ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's not me. Uh, mm. I am. I'm more like intuitive, like feeling sort of. My plan is sort of very much sort of like getting a feel for like the flow of how the battle is going. That works pretty well, but not to the sort of concrete planning. Executing on the the round I'm in, I'm pretty good at. At least I think so. But um, but if I don't keep myself in check, then I can easily you know put myself into a hole for the following round. So yeah, but have you ever like? married the list and like put in 50 plus reps with it yeah i was there with like fan gang and i was there with uh various regen jedi lists i mean they okay. changed a little bit over the time but they were still like to eat the sprite and um to eat the sprites and a and a naboo so yeah, for okay. most intents and purposes they didn't change yeah, because uh, when when you get those, you know, like uh, multiple dozens of uh, reps with the list, the round two and round three kind of comes naturally. Yeah. You, you, you see, uh, you know, <laughs> you see through time and space just naturally with, well, if, you, if you're really committed to a list like that. Uh, yeah. It's my 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 experience, at least. No, and you, no, but and I... you don't have to be thinking about what you're going to do. You already know what you're going to do. And that way you have some uh, processing power to think about what you want to do next turn and the turn after that. Yeah, that's true. You get into a flow. But also, I mean, you also know just like from sheer experience for having, you know, put your ships in a bad place. And having to sort of try to extradite yourself for that, or from that, or even just lost the game from that, yeah. then you can sort of, then you're less likely to put them in a similar, in a in a bad place in the same way oh, again, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You 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 have like an option of going there, and you look at, oh no, that did not work for me at all last time, or yeah. ever. Um, yeah, I think with with this list that I'm flying, it has like, it's, it's very strong in the first few rounds of engagement. If you get the right first engagement. Right. Uh, and apart from, you know, a few times where it didn't work, then I think that is like one of the things I'm sort of decent at is I'm good at orchestrating the first engagement and I'm pretty good in a really close furball in sort of finding ways to make things work. Um, yeah, and and this list actually kind of works for that. So yeah, you got a bit of flexibility, and then two big hedgehogs to uh, you know come up the works for everybody else. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, when you have a when you have a, essentially a coordinator at i free, yeah, exactly. you can do some really silly stuff. Absolutely. Um. Like I totally surprised one of my opponents by having a Soka coordinate a barrel roll before movement. Yeah. Um, 
for one of the arcs, and that just opened up the field completely, uh, which you know was a, a little bit crazy. And and to make it even crazier, it was like Ahsoka was doing an ion move, but I mean her ability is not an action, so she could still use it. Uh, not on herself, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Um, so yeah, two two. My two losses were against number one and two in the tournament. I think I ended like sixth total, but it's respectable. Um, and a super good time. We road tripped over there, stayed over at, at one of the Jotun players' uh, house and, and slept there overnight uh, because it's like a, a four and a half hour drive there. Uh, and we got up next morning and went to the tournament and drove home immediately afterwards, was home at like midnight on the, on the night between Saturday and Sunday. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Awesome. Road tripping with the pink boys. Uh, yeah. It's all you want. Um, so it does leave me with another topic. Now we are sort of in the in the area of uh, a dumb Dane goes to worlds. Yeah. Um. So I've been thinking about like what is what is target setting? What 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 what's good? What 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 should I aim for? I think it is. I think it's a good thing to also to to at least it works for me to sort of put myself on the A game to have a little bit of expectation on myself. Yeah. Of course it That's also I mean the easiest way to not get disappointed is to have no expectations. But but I typically work a little bit better if I'm under a little bit of pressure. Um so so I've been thinking and I mean, I've, I'm going to go the hard I mean, I might not even go to Worlds. I might just go to the LCQ. <laughs> Who knows? And then hang out for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, which is the best part of it. <laughs> which is absolutely the best part. And as, as I've said before, it is actually the reason I'm going. But since yeah. I'm playing, I want to give it my best shot, obviously. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I have absolutely no illusions of like winning. Or, I mean, especially like this year where we're talking about a top eight cut, I think that is equally unrealistic. Uh, yeah, you'd have to <laughs> land in some kind of brilliant groove of everything working out, the guys being your friend, and you know. Yeah, and I mean, if it was a five round tournament with a cut to top eight, then. I mean, that can happen on the day. Like, uh, okay, you win your free regular games, uh, yeah. you don't lose a dumb game, and you manage to steal a game. And, uh, oh, you're 5-0, look at me. Right? Yeah. I mean, that can probably happen to any sort of slightly above average uh, player, uh, yeah. in theory, like with a luck. But this is different, right? Because first I have to get for an LCQ. Okay, that's like a separate matter, and 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 the score resets after that. But absolutely doable. That is probably doable. I don't. We still don't know how many how many will go through. It's like a minimum of sixteen, which is 
if 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 only 16 goes through then it's not that doable anymore because then it actually is like how many are in the LSQ? it's like a 120 or 180 or something um, it's like a, a decent sized tournament so if well, there's only 16 then it's like making cut yeah, at a decent sized tournament Sure, but yeah, but it's not impossible, but it's not like it's not something you can count on, right? No, you have to play well, you have to be on your game, that's for sure. Absolutely, that's and you have top 15%. I mean, yeah, yeah. and I mean, all the best players are not there because they already qualified, right? So, uh, so, so maybe, maybe, but there's likely going to be more spots, and there's probably even likely going to be significantly more spots. I, I mean, that when. When FFD did the LCQ, it was like ah, the top half of that tournament qualified, right? Yeah. Um, so so there's that, and I mean, so on my success criteria list, assuming again that it's a decent number that goes through, then I I will judge myself harshly if I don't make it through. Then uh, you go I into. Don't think you should because what are we talking about? 10, 15 reps the list yeah i think that's very thin to try and get uh some success yeah true but i mean it's actually it's mostly the sort of strategy of the list and then it is specifically the arcs i haven't flown much or even any medium bases yeah exactly. uh, i mean the rest is an ether sprite and ahsoka play? and v wings and i've flown that a bunch yeah, you you want to apply your list to weed out the silly mistakes. Yeah, that's true. So you're not doing it on the day. I mean, I, I don't see 10, 15 reps with it <laughs> doing that, actually. Okay, but uh, speaking of, like, do you make it to top eight of worlds? And, and I think... Luck's not cutting it, right? Because I might get through the LCQ. But then in order to get, if you wanted to get into the top eight, then you're flying 10 rounds of Swiss. Yeah. And you can lose one, maybe if you're really lucky, two games. Yeah, how many players? Uh, 180. 180. Uh, and after oh. five rounds then you're probably halving that uh, for the for the second five but I mean those who qualify won't really notice because they were playing against the top half of of, of the stack anyway um, I mean after six rounds there will only be like two or three uh, without loss Yeah. I mean, so most of the top eight will have lost the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but a lot of top eight will not have lost two. Right. I think. This feels like a, uh, 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 like a, a two-loss player might sneak in. Yeah, depends on matchups and stuff like that. Yeah, and strength of schedule, and and but yeah. but strength of schedule should actually work here because you've had ten games to set it. Yeah. 
Um, I haven't done any math on this. So it's just going on pretty linear. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, we can fire up a Swiss triangle and see what what uh, it says with 10 rounds of Swiss. But I mean, that would require us to become factual and stuff. Yeah, we don't do that here. Well, I might just do it. feeling and what I think and stuff like that. Um, Let's see. Round 10, one undefeated, one one loss, eight two loss players. Yeah. And it's probably less than eight because there's probably also going to be ties in there. Oh, they're not doing the tiebreaker thing? No, they're doing it right. Um, ties are meaningful, especially because like, if you want strength of schedule to be meaningful, then you should record your ties. Because that sure. is better than a... I mean, if that guy you beat or got beaten by, that actually doesn't matter, but this guy you played, whether he is... Like free one one, free one one, or free two will actually matter. Yeah. Um, so, so that's important. So I'm sort of if I gotta go A B C goal, then my absolutely most optimistic goal would be to make day two of Swiss. So that will for me be the third day of playing. Ah. Uh, and, and the B goal is just getting through the LCQ, and the A goal is sort of winning more games than I lose in the LCQ. Oh, sorry, the C goal. Yeah. 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 Well, that's fair. I mean, you should absolutely start hanging to getting, getting through the LCQ. Yeah. And I should, like, early March, I should. I should I should aim to get some more games in. Yeah. Got I mean, to dial up you and dial up you and Geasley on TTS and yeah, see what happens. You do that. We we can. I can um, I can push yeah, you over with my superior experience. Moment, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't so... think I've beat any of you on TTS, so uh, I don't know. We mostly just played like silly, I want to try a new thing games. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm, yeah. I mean, every game, every game you pick up with the list count towards your success in the tournament. Just, you're just adding to the likelihood of doing well. Yeah. And I mean, often the games are, it is small margins that matter. Like, for instance, this weekend, I had two wins. Yeah. One was very clear, one was less clear. I had yeah. two losses. Uh, one was very close. The other was actually a tie, but the rules the, that the TO had announced meant that if you had a tie, then you looked at ship kill points to break it. And I had more objective points, but less ship kill points than my, uh, than my opponent. So, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the kind of thing also... where a little bit more practice with my list might have, 
you know, just just tipped me over and got me that yeah. one more point or prevented what, a loss or, you know, saved me a little damage here and there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and that one thing that's also very, I find to be very helpful and useful is after the games, you analyze what you did right, what you did that made you win the game, or what you did that made you lose the game. Yes. And even, in, even you know, we've said this a lot, but ask your opponent if it's just a, you know, if, he is, if he's a friendly sword, he'll tell you. And like, oh, I, I, I messed up somewhere. Where do you think? Where you? Where was your uh, winning move against me? What What did you do to? And they'll probably tell you. Most excellent players are like that. And yeah, especially if you lost. Yeah, yeah. Then they're very funny. Some might not be when you win, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's like, how did oh, I right. kick your ass? Well, 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 why did you do this dumb thing? Right. That's that no, might not I mean, get you, you your best, but you can go a roundabout way of. Asking. Yep. You can go in. This was a really good move you did. And I was really scared of that play. And then, you know, just open up a conversation about how the game went. And, and you'll learn uh, about how others perceive your tactic. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, how you can learn from it, you know. That's, that's why it's always good to have the uh, sparring partners and, you know different opponents and uh, get, get those reps in, man. Absolutely. So uh, another fun thing that I thought I just mentioned because I just realized was yeah. that every single player that I played, so all four of them, they had one ship in their list from Hotshot Naces 2. Oh, really? So I played a Rebel who had Keo in the A-Wing. Both the Empire players I played had uh, Juno Eclipse in the Axe 1. Yeah. Not surprised. And, and the Separatist player had um, the Iron Assembler. No idea what that one does. Uh, that's the droid that sits on a rock and heals. Oh. It's a two-point ship that can heal free hull over the game. Oh. Yeah. I spent more than two rounds pouring my entire list's fire into that thing, and then I got two points. That was probably also a tactical blunder, but... <laughs> yeah. But I was like, ah, I didn't really have, I, it was the one ship that I could really focus down. And I was like, okay, I'll just start shooting at that thing. And then it, it'll die because it's just a, you know, it's just a vulture. And then yeah. I don't have to worry about it. I'll just kill it off. I have enough firepower to like just destroy it before it has time to heal. But it turned out that I didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, just leave that thing alone. Um, not worth it yeah so I was playing against the Separatist list like it was Django, Grievous a bombardment drone that was sort of 
launching prox mines in front of it. Yeah. And then the iron assembler and another vulture, a hot shell prototype with, with energy cell charges on both. And um, eventually into the game, I had killed the two drones, uh, the bombardment drone and the two vultures, right? Three ships. I got a grand total of seven points. I still had Grievous and Django flying around. Um, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, not the best place to start because by now I didn't have enough time or firepower to actually kill any of them. So, yeah, no half points. No, no, no half points. This was on scramble. So, yeah, lesson learned, huh? Lesson learned, and I was I, that was the same game. I screwed up my rock deployment, so essentially this iron assembler just sat on a on an asteroid right in front of the scramble objective, and I put that asteroid there. And I don't know what I was thinking. So, I mean, bah. So yeah, uh, that was uh, that was somewhat dumb. Yeah. Um, and I screwed up with the arcs in the approach as well. So, anyway, <laughs> um, do you have any other uh, uh, do you have any other advice for me? You've been to how many times have you been to worlds? Um, four times. Yeah, four times. Nice. And. Uh, I even had some success. I made day two, so that's something. Nice. Um, I messed up my last world sworn in the last two games. I was like, it's like four and zero. Oh. And then after after six, no, I was like, no, there were seven games, so it was probably four and one. Yeah, and seven lost... seven rounds of Swiss. That is just yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I lost two uh, the last two games. Uh. Both of them were like close as fuck. I needed one win one of them to get through. But you know, yeah. um, I write that off as loss of concentration because I've, I've kicked myself numerous times on at least one of those wins because I do not know what I was doing. I forgot the cardinal rule. If it's weird, kill it. Uh, true. True. So did did you feel when you were playing there that you were playing against like the that sort of like, like the average player skill was higher than in a normal tournament? Yeah. I mean, normal tournament, what is that? I mean, my tournaments are mostly just small store tournaments here in Iceland. Yeah, and true. And then I... I oh, but let's say compared, a compared to a system opens. open, even. Yeah, I mean, went to a system open twice, and then Worlds four times. That's the... <laughs> that's my whole career of big tournaments. But, you know, we've had some... Uh, I've had top eight in SOS, so 
Yeah, I mean, the level of competition at Worlds was higher than the SOS. Yeah. Maybe, but, you know, but not so much. <laughs> not by much, though. But every opponent, you kind of recognize. And you're like, oh, you're, you're, you're with those guys, or you're that guy, or you just take a look at the table and all of the, you know, uh, uh, some rice acrylics and all the stuff like that. And many yeah. people have, you know, painted, painted squads to look cool and table together. And, you know, you just know they have the reps in. So yeah. there's no, like... Uh, where you sit at the table and you go like, oh yeah, this is a noob, I got this. I don't think I've ever had that feeling at Worlds. Nice, nice. Um, and also I think like in, in the entirety of, yeah, I think I've had like one NP opponent, like in all of those things. Yeah. So. The competition is better, and the company is awesome. Everybody's there to have a good time. And I'm not at all jealous of you going. Not at all. Yeah, I feel it. I feel the non-jealousy. Yes. <laughs> Bathe in it, my friend. Um, oh, yeah, this time is my time. I mean, I meant to go in 2020, but... Yeah. Should have. Jesus. No, no, 2020, <laughs> but that didn't oh, happen, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I regret not going in 2019, but not besides not having an invite, but I should just have gone. Yeah. Like, if I knew that that was the last chance with, like, it's not the last chance because I'm going now, but it's like the game was just at a different stage also with regards to the player base in 2019 yeah. i mean at worlds 2019 i don't think the x-wing player base has ever been bigger yeah and worlds was enormous yeah i was oof, that was an awesome time yeah it was a really good tournament for sure so um the only other thing I have to mention from uh, from our tournament is that, that I thought of you because some guy uh, flew a list with two B wings. Wait, what? Yep, and what he got a, he got as many wins as I did. Ooh. So Cassian in the U wing, Ten and Braylon, and then instead of Wedge, sort of actually, if we are going to build the classic list Ooh, here, Soka. He had just put in Ahsoka. A little Ahsoka A-Wing there. Not even a, not even an Ahsoka with a missile, but I'm not saying it was, you know, the most well built list. I mean he did bring two B wings, so Yeah, exactly. But it was the best rebel player on the day. But I That's mean something. that is something. I mean the bottom five, three of them are rebels, so Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, rebels suck at the moment. They kind of do, don't they? Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I like this list. I would say, I mean, um, the rebel player I played, uh, Brian, who I don't know if he was relative new or he had just had a break from the game. I, I don't quite remember. But he played a list that was, you know, surprising to me. So, so you have Lando with Biston, Nian, Title, and Perceptive. That thing, and it, it, he was just flying around, just buffing himself. It was terrifying. Just sort of double tapping, one shot, double modded, one shot, single modded. All right. And 13 health, right? So, mm. um, and then he had, as a little objective runner, he, he was the one that had Keo with like concussion missiles and elusive. So Keo was pretty good at that. Uh, yeah. And then he had Fen Rao with R4, uh, Swarm Tactics, and a targeting computer, uh, mostly because he had the point for the targeting computer. Uh, but that Fen Rao with Swarm Tactics was now Swarm Tacticsing a Benthic 2 tubes with Leia, Marksmanship, yeah. and Perceptive Copilot. And I mean, I've never met a scarier U-Wing than a U-Wing with two focus tokens at I-6. That is nasty. He didn't even pass off the token? Well, I mean, I think he did like once because he was like, huh, I guess Fen needs a token. Okay. But yeah. I mean, he was more likely to just keep two focus tokens because I mean, it has, it has, it has to agility, right? So yeah, uh, it was horrible to shoot at. I mean, I think even once he used Fen Rao to additionally also coordinate the U-Wings. Um, so now it had like double modded and still had like a focus token for defense. And yeah. I was just pounding into it with the Oryx and with Ahsoka. And one time Ahsoka got really cute, moved into range one, double modded. And now Benthic, it is time for you to pack those tubes and die. And then Fen was just like, ah, I don't think you can modify your dice with tokens. <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> but that was that was a blast. Um, eventually, I got him to at like one hall to I forced him to run into a proton bomb and die. But um, but it was glorious while it lasted. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good list. Yep. It was, it was. Anyway, we should perhaps look at a slightly larger tournament if we want, want to talk lists. We can do that. So, um, so we have two big tournaments we haven't talked about. One of them is the Hexiled All-Stars, and right. the other one is LVO. And let's see, what time is that? Oh. Okay, I think we can do both, right? So let's start with a quick look at the Hexiled uh, Old Stars. I should probably just be for the for the stream viewers. Forty-one players. Uh, and let's zoom a little bit. So this thing happened back in. 
December, just before Christmas. So it's actually yeah. more than a month ago. Um, but I think it's interesting also because it's the biggest thing that sort of formed LVO. Just like we, we have like a few tournaments to sort of inform us of the, mat, the meta leading into Worlds. There's essentially LVO. Yeah. And I think the biggest other one is um, the Sith Takers Open, which is in a few weeks. Or next weekend or something. I honestly don't know. Right. Um, but let's look at this uh, uh, All-Star Series 2. So I'm assuming this is sort of like a player game per week TTS uh, series. Um, so what can we see? Uh, most of the players played First Order. Like a quarter of them. Wow. I am wondering if there's something here but first order very popular uh then empire makes more sense than rebel sort of makes sense a lot of republic um first order also had a cut rate of 40 percent uh that's insane yeah republic 33 um so also pretty good uh first order Average performance, 61%. That is, that is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. Uh, Being the biggest, biggest faction and having the, you know, like, uh, yeah. best performance. Well, the Resistance had one player and he did well, so he had 67%. But uh, really, that's true. Best. Yeah. Uh, what is interesting here is actually that... Uh, uh, of the seven rebels, one made cut, but the average performance of the rebel was actually better than the empire. None of the eight empire players made cut, um, and ever empire's average performance in this setup was forty-three percent. But wow, I don't know yeah, if there were close. any special rules surrounding this old star series. Um, I mean, it's not like a regular name, so there might be some some things that I don't know about, but. Any which way, um, let's see. Is there any of the other stats here that are that are like really were, interesting? Uh, I mean, it was an eight-person eight cut, and placing nine and tenth were both Empire. Yeah, and both Norwegian. Yeah. Uh, with with Torbjorn and Eric there, so yeah. yeah. But let's do let's do top four. So um, in 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 the first top four here we have Dread Champ, which I'm. Is that somebody we should know? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, he's played a ton. Like in all the Gold Squadron series, and this is sort of his online name. I'm just wondering, is this like is this like Andreas Carlson in uh, a secret uh, TTS name? Who knows? I think we wondered that last time with with that guy as well. Anyway, uh, he's probably not, but I mean, you can be a competent rebel player even if you're not Andreas Carlson. But it, it does help. But the interesting thing about this list is that he's he has Hera in enabling. Oh, first of all, it's a rebel list that made top four. That is in itself interesting, right? Yeah. 
Then you have a Hera A-Wing with Elusive SCF, FCS, Mac, Pulse, Munition Failsafe, and Swarm Tactics, and also Vectored Cannons. Uh, weird. Weird, yeah. Um, but I actually kind of like the Vectored Cannons on her. Yeah, I like Vectored Cannons on uh, I-6s. Yeah, even though, I mean, you lose the double repost, but um, it does mean that, like, Hera, especially in the A-Wing, can still be in the fight while not necessarily looking at the fight, which yeah. which I kind of like. Uh, I like Magpul's Warhead at I-6 as well. That's a very cool pick. And then he had, like, uh, Garvin in the sort of boy Garvin, the standard. Um uh, Fen Round the Sheathapede, Composure Jin R4, uh, Dutch Vander with Bombnet Generator, Dorsal Iron Torpedoes R3 Astro and Turfront Belly Run, and Aaron Kraken with Elusive and Plasma Torpedoes. Mm, yeah. And that's, it went like 4 and 1, it seems, based on the score. Nice. So well done. Um, not bad for a Rebel. Actually, just amazing. Amazing. Okay, you do the next one. All right. We have Alfred Molfar Sauce Grenade. I think I said that. Yep. Um, all right. Republic. Uh, Anakin Skywalker. In the Delta 7B, we got OB in the Delta 7, Ether Sprite. Uh, we got a Weaving in Contrail and the Hawk in the Gunship. And if we're talking about loadout, where I can have Crackshot, R4P17, and a Shield Upgrade. Yep, that's a good hand again. Yeah, OB has Elusive. Uh, CLT shield upgrade. And Contrail reviewing has all the things Crackshot, AR7, A7, Delayed Fuses, Flash Title, and Proton Bomb. Yep, that's the exact same Contrail I use. Nice. And we got Hawk, his uh, dedicated Agile Gunner. And seven fleet gunner. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nasty. I forty six. Um so two the... aces with with fours. What's yeah. Yeah, I mean uh a lot and three aces, right? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they can all hit. Like, if that contrail rolls into rolls in range one of something, takes a focus token, uh, gets to reroll from the lot, get an extra die from seven fleet gunner. Now it's shooting four dice with a crack shot on top, fully modded. Yeah. Uh, that's hurtful. Not bad at I five. No, it's good. Sure. This guy, Alfred, 
looks like he went also four and one, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Um, he also made cut in uh, the Polish Open with the same thing. Yep, card for card, the same thing. So uh, our runner-up here is a fish is born. Uh, and now we are into the first order, or as we jokingly called it uh, this weekend, the erste Bestellung, which is not at all correct, but it's funny. Um, so here we uh, we start out with a nice little Kylo Ren in the Whisper, which seems to be like a, a piece in every first order list I see at least. Uh, instinctive Aim, Iron Limiter Override. Wait, Iron Limiter Override? Oh, that's the one where you can... What can you do with that? Does this work, BBM? No, sorry. I'll take that long spading one. Uh, Iron Limiter Override. After you fill the Executor Red Maneuver, you may perform a barrel even while stressed. If you do roll on attack... Oh, yeah, then, then you might get an iron. ...one strain, and on a crate, get an iron. Yeah, okay. But anyway, Instinctive Aim, Iron Limit Override, Concussion Missile, Sensor Scrambler, Shield Upgrade, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. So, nice little Kylo there. Malarus in the FO, but with Mac Pulse Warheads. All right. Not Clusters. Um, Scorch in the FO, Fanatical Lone Wolf. Again, Lone Wolf. Um, and Electronic Baffle. Um... Then Phasma in the SF with Fanatical Prockets and Special Forces Gunner. It's a nice little four-pointer there. And Backdraft in the SF with Proud Tradition, Patent Analyzer, and Special Forces Gunner. So two SFs, two FOs, and Kylo in the Whisper. I mean, it's so symmetrical that it makes me happy. Yeah. That is... It's really nice. Yeah, lots of strong pieces. Yeah. And uh, and I think it's an attractive point distribution for a five ship list. That I mean, the most expensive thing is six. Then you have two fours and two threes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, providing that you that you sell your six ship, uh, your six point ship. Expensively, then uh, then you should be should be good. Yeah, exactly. You're not giving up a whole lot of points. Okay, and who could possibly have won? Hmm. Uh, that would thing? be Mr. Crispy, Christopher Patrick. Okay, and he's. Uh, also flying first order. But no Kylo. No Kylo. Wow. Uh, Tyapo Midnight. Tyapo Commander Malaris. Couple of Tie Whispers in Wrath and the Whirlwind. And then Gideon in the Zai Shuttle. And. Loadout. Okay. Midnight in the FO has Swarm Tactics, Elusive, Cluster Missiles, Targeting Synchronizer, and Munitions Sale. 
failsafe. Um, Malware's in AFO has clusters. The uh, Wrath in the Whisper has Predator, Propagation, Ankin, and Pattern Analyzer, Enhanced Jamming Suite. And then Whirlwind, uh, Elusive Markmanship, Cluster Missiles, Advanced Optics, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. Right. Gideon has Elusive Propagation, Biohexacrypt Codes. Uh, and Agent Terex and Tactical Officer. Ooh. Get your coordinate on. Yeah, but I mean, look at this thing. Uh, five ships, three of them has cluster missiles. It's a lot of, lot of ships. Um, and the highest initiative, Midnight, has targeting synchronizer so other people can use his target lock. Yeah, that's good. Um, and especially for Whirlwind, who, if I remember him correctly, is the one that like can get a bunch of focus tokens. So, yeah. but he gets that when he engages. So Midnight can swarm him up to six. Then Midnight shoots or whatever. Midnight has a lock, uh, and Whirlwind can use it for the clusters. And. Um, he can't do the rerolls with it, but he can use it to shoot, and then he can use the advanced optics additionally, which also works really well if you have many focus tokens. Mm -hmm. I th and then you have Malaris, of course, who's sort of fully self-sustained in firing cluster missiles. Um, yeah. And it's just annoying. And Wrath, who can do a little bit of ion, and then Gideon can sort of occasionally bump up one of your ships. Um, yeah. With an extra die. Do you have to use Gideon? I mean, Malaris is not optional, but is Gideon optional? I don't remember. It's the one where you can where you add a die if, if, if they are... Uh... gain one strain token to roll one additional attack die. It's yeah, amazing. okay. So if you're like, oh, I'm not taking any shots, then, uh, and there's a max, right? Yeah, two or fewer. Yeah, okay. So if you don't have bullseye on your on your uh, whispers, um, perhaps because you're shooting out the back and are completely out of every arc, you can make it a free dice attack. This is nasty. We do know that Crispy is marvelous um, FO player. Yeah. Was, look at this. Exegol. He, he was the top performer of 2022, right? Oh, he was actually only number two. Oh, he's number two. Andrew Uller took him out. Right. But I think it is debatable whether I mean Crispy just attended too many events. But <laughs> let me let me put it this way: if Crispy's uh, had been like, "Oh, only large event counts, and we'll count your be your best free results," then 
we could have counted Oricon, Kyber Cup Season 6, and Solust, all of which he won. Alright. And that is 107, 248, and 84 players, respectively. So, uh, yeah, and Riola only had four counting tournaments, I remember. So I'm already sort of regretting. Not taking anything away from Andrew. He's been he's been marvelous as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, shall we move on to something uh, slightly less dated, namely LVO? LVO. They had two days of Swiss. They did. Um, and... Um, I just brought up the top cut here. I think it is um, it's it's just as an aside. Uh, we still have like we we are in a data hole at the moment because the data quality is not what it used to be. After yeah. we, I mean, we were running a really nice little show there with with the whole list data thing when we were running uh, uh, TCT. Uh, yeah. But it seems that a lot of people are, are using long shanks now, um, although the roll better, which I think was the one used at LVO. Uh, I mean, I, I'm actually pretty sure it was is sort of getting there. Um, and I've been told that the uh, the list fortress integration to roll better is almost ready. And then we can start getting like individual games again, and we can start doing the scenario statistics and all that fun and, and, and games again. So, okay. But let's roll into this one. Um, Should we, like, I mean, just because we can, should we do the entire top eight, but sort of run a little bit quick? Sure. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to start at the bottom. So we have Jericho Hemker yeah. uh, flying the resistance. Uh, so this should be like straight up uh, uh, Geesley's uh, current alley. So we have uh, Nian Nam. And yes, there's a pad analyzer. Uh, otherwise, the only notable thing is a Mac plus Warhead. Then we have Saversio with M9G8 as the most notable upgrade. Uh, Tally with Proton Torpedoes. Uh, Lulo with Heroic Predator and Shield of Great. And Finn with Elusive Heroic Perceptive Copilot. The only thing I want to say about this list, apart from very nice taking the resistance to this level with their subpar performance recently, is that that Say, who's a 4.T70, already a good buy. That M9G8 droid that that you can yeah. lock somebody with and then they can effectively get a reroll, that is golden on Lulu. Yeah, it makes sense. That is just so utterly fantastic on Lulu. So that was that was the eight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number seven, Liam Lee. And oh we got Oh this is Sprite, so list. Pet Hunter, Y Wing, Wee Wing, and a Torrent. 
It's like a bag of Skittles. I guess that's a salad. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the salad. We got Anakin in the seven B, Mac in the set ninety five, Oddball in the Y wing, uh, Contrail in the Weaving, and Kickback uh, in the Torrent. And the two standard uh, uh, yeah, standard standard bills for yeah. contrail and kickback there. Yeah, yeah, a little patience, a little save. See one ten p. Magpoles dedicated. Sure. Yeah, I really like the Anakin with the with that chopper on it. Um, yeah, chopper. That's like if if you can really fly Anakin to his full potential, then you can really use that chopper. Yeah, you can mess up things. Yeah, and initially you can just like, oh, I'll. I mean, just the the back in two point where you typically played, I don't know, ten, eleven, twelve turns. Uh then. You very quickly got into the okay. I gotta find something to jam every turn. Yeah. But um, in two point five, have two turns where if you orchestrate it correctly, you get an additional evade on top of your normal actions. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That yeah, that erratic chopper after you execute a maneuver. Doesn't say fully. I think that might have been uh, eroded. I'm not sure. All right. Okay. Anyway, number six. Number six. Jefferson Jimenez uh, for the Galactic Empire. Uh, we have Morn and Key with Death Troopers and things. Boy Vader, Aiden with an HLC, and two Black Squadron Aces. So, Adesi, Vader, and three TIE Fighters. It's nasty. Yeah. A lot of punch. It's always, always so funny to see a heavy laser cannon on Aiden, on a TIE Fighter. Yeah. I mean, it must, I don't know, fall over or something. <laughs> yeah, if Star Wars had gravity, it would be in trouble. Yeah. Okay, and then we get into the top five. And if you didn't recognize the player names from here or, uh, from before, then the top five you should probably recognize. Most of them, yeah. at least. All right, we're on to Mr. Tyler Tibbet. He is Flying Republic. And we've got Anakin 7B, OB in the Edda. Uh, a standard, it, even. Yeah, standard. And a standard kickback in Torrent. Contrail in a weaving. And click in the weaving. That's a seven point Anakin. And the rest of the list is three and four points. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, that. It must be an, a list entry error. I'm pretty sure that click is the standard click. Otherwise, you don't take the esque 
It has the exact same upgrades as the standard click. Oh, yeah, all right. And uh, you get an extra shield if you take it as a standard click. So I'm pretty sure oh, that, yeah. uh, that Tyler didn't make that rookie mistake. Yeah. Pretty good. Right. Uh, yeah. Then in top four, we have Jeremy Chambly. Um, flying another familiar list that I'm sure we have not seen the last of. So we have Boy Vader. Then we have uh, flight leader Ubel. With Mr. Ubel is Mr. Ubel. There's Ubel tapping everybody. Baffle, Ruthless, Sync Laser, Target Assist, Typer Saxon. And then uh, Backstabber and Mauler in their boy versions. And a Black Squadron Ace. Um, we saw another tournament recently where two of these, where one of them was uh, Jeremy and Chris Allen made top cut with this list so uh probably a whole bunch of crates coming with that for worlds and yeah probably so we're on to the third spot mitch first that's the first hour list with recoil static scorch uh lieutenant gaelic and Commander Mallorys. All right, what's interesting here? Mallorys Cluster, Lieutenant Gallic is on TIFO with tradition, biohexacrypt. He has biohexacrypt codes. Yes, he does. I think Gaelic, is that the one that coordinates when he dies? Is that how it works? Uh, Gaelic, yeah. After another friendly ship at range zero two is destroyed, you may perform a coordinate action even while stressed. Uh, while you coordinate the ship you choose, can perform any action in your action bar. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this is quite some. This is four FOs and a silencer. And. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Malaris and Scorch a lot. Static and Gaelic, not so much. But, I mean... And then that recoil. Wow. With sensor scramblers, so it starts cloaked. So it just goes, like, all over the place. Yeah. Gaelic probably starts by target locking recoil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then he has uh, unlimited range on uh, on that coordinate if one of the other guys dies. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. And I should say that it is not. It's not actually. It's not a mistake that it says he ended up in third place, because if I remember correctly, then they actually after the top four was played. Then the two losers of top four played each other. Oh, for an invite. Well, that's that's actually yeah, cool. Um, because the LVO gave out four invites, but only the top three got them, and then they had a side tournament on the second day, where only the winner got an invite. Ooh. So yeah. 
Okay, but in second place, we have Patrick Hansen. And I remember that name. And he's been doing... Did something. He won the... He won an elf. He won one of the qualifiers back in twenty one with Gold Squadron. Right. Um, and then he's been hibern hibernating, player. hibernating a little bit since. I think is fair with his his results. Uh, but this time he he made it to second place with the Darth Vader D Defender uh, Malice Duke HLC. And then second sister in the interceptor with extreme maneuvers, ruthless shield upgrade, and sensitive controls. Wow. And then Farof in the Reaper with seventh sister, pretty standard, and an academy pilot. So two rather expensive ships. Like Vader is obviously super expensive, a nine there. But also yeah. a five-point interceptor, so that's yeah. almost three quarters of your list, just in those two things. And I mean, has things changed? I mean, it's not that long ago we were like, oh, nobody plays Eta twos because free hull just is not enough if you can be prox mined. And I mean. Shouldn't that count for second sister as well? I do realize he has a shield upgrade, but you could put a shield yeah. upgrade on that too as well. Uh, so is it just the the fact that she is that much more survivable because she moves faster and so on? But she's only I four. Um, I don't know. Might. I don't get it. This list kind of looks a little bare bones um, if you compare it to the other list we've been talking about. So I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, you have to assume that Second Sister is nice. Yeah. Sort of. Like, she's like. Um... She's a four. I mean, sure. She is a four, so she doesn't. She isn't an ace in like an initiative sense. But I think that perhaps matters a little bit less because the aces are more predictable anyway because they, they need to score objectives and things. Yeah. Uh, and the arcs are pointing in whatever which direction. So it's really hard to just arc dodge everything for the entire game. Much harder than it used to be. Uh, there's more ships as well. But I mean, I guess I, I mean, she flies around there with free agility and then she just takes an evade and then she has two force. And then it's like yeah. you know shooting a shooting a, shooting a V one, and uh, I mean she still has a free dice gun unlike set V ones, yeah. uh, and can even like ruthless either Ferov or the Academy pilot or he might even ruthless Vader. Absolutely. Like I mean, if I mean, you it, nobody it, goes after Vader. Yeah, it, I mean if you if you commit to Vader, then he's not gonna ruthless him. But if, if, if you just say, okay, I'm going to win without killing that Vader, I'm just going to, you know, try to keep him down, maybe block him to limit uh, him a little bit or, or whatever. Yeah. Then, I mean. I mean, can you imagine losing Vader maybe one or two times? Yeah. And then the opponent goes after him and he's like, yeah, no, not having that. I'm out of here. Yeah. He's just leaving. Yeah. 
uh, I mean, when you face this list, I mean, it must be extremely tempting to just say, okay, I'm going to go get that Reaper. Yeah. But killing Faroff is not that easy because, I mean, in a lot of situations, he's just going to have that evade every time because you're going to have to spend your tokens to want to push damage, blah, blah. And yeah. when you do it, because it is just a matter of when, he has probably dragged you halfway around the table for it, and you finally kill him, and now you have four points. Congratulations. And you have yeah, Vader sure. and Second Sister on your ass. Or just, or you have the, all of the points. Yeah. It's an interesting list, at least, but you need yeah. big kahunas to play it, I think. Yes. Okay, so who won it? A chap named James Stumble. Separatist player. Uh, we've got Toku and Dirge. And three bombardment drones with struts and prox mites. Ugh. Yeah, these are the ones that you know can drop in front of themselves or launch with a one tempered. Yeah. So I mean on average. <laughs> so this is six prox mines. Yeah. And you more or less just like if they they are gonna, just gonna come for you, they're just gonna fly right up into your face. Yep. Unless it suits them better to just like use some of them to guard and block lanes between the obstacles. Unless they're just gonna fly into your face, daring you to kill them before they get there and prox mine you. Yep. And they're not even that easy to kill. What they have five health. They have five health, and they're probably going to fly in a big block towards you, and then they share calculate tokens with each other. Yeah. So, so they probably have focus modifiers while you try to focus one of them down. Yeah. And also, if you then decide that, okay, I'm going to focus on those, then Dooku is just sitting there with proton torpedoes, because this is a custom-built Dooku. It's not the standard card. So the it hate proton torpedoes, grievous crew, and proton bombs and the title. Yeah. So he's just gonna torp you twice. If you on the other hand go for Dooku, he's probably just gonna cloak. And be a free agility, free free force ship. With defensive rerolls from General Grievous. Yeah. That might throw proton bombs. And, and then finally, you have Dirge. Yeah. Who has seismic charges. Everything in this list can drop a bomb on mine. Yep. False transponder proton, proton cans. I mean, I think Dirge is probably the least dangerous thing, but you don't really know when you killed him and then he comes back and then you kill him again. Yeah. You have no good options. And you can't really focus on <laughs> objectives because then you have to fly through all the bombs.
Yeah. Yuck, I say. Yuck. Yeah. I mean, unless you have the kind of list that can just afford to take a couple of prox mines. Um, like if you have really sturdy ships. Even the sturdy ships, they, you know, I mean, that's potentially, what, like four hits? Well, uh, free, right? But some of them could be crits. Two of them could yeah. be crits. Yeah, I mean, uh, of a couple. Of a couple of bombs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the average will be that if if these bombardment drones, they're free of them, and they each get, if, if they all get both of their proximites off, then the expected damage is 12. That's a big ship. Even the most sturdy of ships. Yeah. But I mean, you could choose not to let them all drop on the same target. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. It is extremely disgusting. Uh, oh, yeah, and they also have struts. So, yeah. the, the, so they can like just sit there. Yeah. You really want to come down this aisle? Because I'm going to sit here and wave this proxmine in your face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, um, I'm getting happier and happier with my decisions to flying gas clouds. Because at <laughs> oh, least I'm oh. not... I, and I was, I was laughing at people only a yeah. week ago for i was like ah there's not that many people flying landing struts so does it really matter blah 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 but i mean having recently been beating by beaten by a separatist list with with struts um and seeing this now i'm like hell no hell no no landing spots for you my friend true okay so, yes. I mean, we didn't eh, we didn't really pick letters here, uh, no, but I mean, we went through the entire top cut. So, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. Is there anything sort of uh, tickling you? Mm. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, I I do have one. All right, go for it. So here, from day one in Swiss, we have Obi Drew. Because I love this thing. He ended up fourth in Swiss, so assuming he made cut, but sub 16 or something. I don't know. I assume that's how it works. Rebel player. And he was flying four U wings. So. Yeah, okay, so, 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 so with the child and K2SO uh, and Transponder Coast and Zeldas, Magna with Notorious, Clan Ren Commando Team and a Hotshot Tail Blaster, Cassian with Leia, Tactical Scrambler Selfless, and Ben Thick with Perceptive, Jin and Contraband. All five points. All five points. Lovely. There's a lot of stuff in there. 
Yeah. And a lot of real estate as well. You've got four medium ships. The four medium ships and two commando tokens. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised uh, looking at the upgrades. Uh, I mean, I've been sort of playing around building with four U wings. Um, and, and yeah. I mean. I mean, we've got cash in. Uh, we got Leia out there. Um, yeah, I think Cassian sure, and sure Benthic are sort of built the way that you built Cassian yeah. and, and Benthic. Although I'm not sure about Selfless on Cassian. Well, maybe. Selfless on Saw makes sense for me. Mm. I think I'm both the sure. Selfless are in there partly because the points are there and, and partly to, you know, you're probably then picking up boxes with the two other ones. Yeah. No, I mean, being able to juggle the crits is always a good thing. Don't get yeah. But, yeah. Sure. I mean, it obviously works. Obviously. Fourth place? In Swiss? Yeah. Fourth place. Uh, let's see. He had... I'm assuming with the score here, it is wins. So he had four wins, five rounds. Okay. Uh, but um, what I'm confused about mostly is it's actually the Magma build. And there's something there I'm not quite getting. I mean, we don't see Hotshot Tail Blaster. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, we don't see those commandos that much. Uh, Notorious, always good, always good. Um, but is Magma the best carrier for it? Wouldn't Magma be an even better carrier for the child and like Ursa Ren crew? That combination um... of those two is just brilliant. Um. Because you give out target locks to yourself. Yeah. But Magma prevents the rerolls. I mean, she also prevents the reroll on Soul, to be fair. But the thing is that whenever they then shoot at you, they get a new target lock. And when they do that, then you get a target lock the other way with Ursa. Yeah. And I would figure that would be great. But, I mean, he must have gotten value out of these commandos. I mean, I cannot argue with a 4 and one player. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, Magma is definitely a hot one, but no, I, yeah, yeah, build-wise, I mean, yeah. she she does a lot for this list to just say, oh, you have a target lock, that's cute, you can still only reroll one die. Yeah, that is massive for a list that is. I mean, these U wings are already sort of hard to push damage through. Yeah, I mean, because you have. Like, if you just look at, like, focus modifiers in this list, then every turn you generate, like, all of them can take a focus action if yeah, they want to. On top of that, uh, uh, Benthic takes two, uh, Soul has force, and Soul yeah. also hands out a calculate with K2SO. Yeah. 
Notorious. So probably Saul takes target locks instead, and uh, yeah, I mean uh, Saul takes target lock. He's got the Faust on from the code, so maybe he probably uses that to either make make one of those guys a sitting duck or to blunt the enemy attacks for the first round. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. He's also the highest initiative of the bunch. Yeah. Um, and then Ben Thick, if one of them is under fire, because you, you sort of have to focus fire, you cannot just shoot at whatever seems like a good shot this turn if you want to win against this list. So in that case, Ben Thick probably throws that one and evade. Um, and K2SO can even also throw it a calculate. And so now it has focus evade calculate, which on two agility mitigates a lot of damage. Yeah, and then you have selfless to mitigate more. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So let me just say that Rune was excited when I told him that for you was a thing again. <laughs> I bet he did. I bet he was. Um, yep. Okay. Do you have uh, Do you have any? Um. No. Let's move to shoutouts. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let me turn this off. So. Um. I mean. We've already we we shout out Steppy some more. Oh yeah, he's getting a shout out. Yeah, um, I, I I should say that uh, he's he's I think he's currently like abroad, uh, but um, but otherwise I would obviously have made him made a little a little soundbite to go with a, a dumb Dane goes to world segment we had going, um, but let's see that might show up eventually. Probably, probably too good to pass out. Um. Yeah, he get, he definitely gets a extra extra shout out. He's at the moment just cuddling with his new baby. It's just lovely. Lovely, um, lovely. And, uh, I also have a shout out for Clinard Freire Sintre, who I saw in Nexus the other day. Uh, they were playing Kill Team. I hate that game. I hate you guys. Come back. Uh, not that I'm playing any, but you know, yeah, but you, you should. could always come back. Uh, and then I'll shout out to Jesper. Cool. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to shout out uh, everybody who, all the Danes who attended the the tournament last week, especially um, the tournament organizer uh, Torbjorn and and Karsten, who who did a great job and. Uh, and René and his son Frederick, who uh, who let us uh, stay over and uh, and sleep in their living room, and we even got some aces high in with them. So that was that was glorious. Awesome sauce. That was the most awesome of sauces. And uh, then I want to shout out Nobby. There you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, so yeah. uh, 
that was a nice little little short one uh probably under an hour and a half uh just under so so do we call this a minisode uh, it's a minisode i mean just wait until we do an epic sode oh jesus that's that's only when we go above four hours everything sort of in between one and a half and four hours is just normal length yes true but uh all right guys have fun out there thank you for listening be nice see ya bye 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 goodbye people bye bye Who needs that?